coming. This is an incredible treat, and I'm just going to warn you right now, I'll probably cry. I'm going to blame it on the hormones, but it's probably because I just love you guys, and your stories have impacted our lives so much, and I just have to tell you how grateful Trevor and I are that you have let us in, let us get to be a part of your story, a part of your journey, and that you trusted us. I mean, we, the MS Gym would not be what it is today if a handful of you hadn't found us, decided to use the tools that you were being given, and started seeing results and went off and shared it like wildfire. So this is, this has grown so much just because of you guys, so we are so grateful for that. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful for technology. Because nowadays you see pastors getting out their cell phones, looking at their notes, and you see all the speakers getting out their cell phones, looking at notes. I've got mine. I'm not texting. I am, you know, here in case my mom texts me for my daughter. I'd like to see that, but no, I'll be looking at my notes. But anyhow, first of all, I want to honor our caretakers here in the room. So if you are a care provider, a loved one of someone that you have accompanied to this event, will you please stand? Woo! Where they're going, what they want to do with their life. Go 
ahead, Ellen. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the difference between a goal and a vision. You know, because um, we have goals, right? We're taught very young to establish some goals so that we can set out to achieve those goals. And and I looked I looked up goal in the dictionary, and one of the definitions is something that you are doing or trying to achieve in the short term or long term. Have some long term goals, and, and I thought about that. I'm like, okay, a goal is just something really that you're just trying to achieve, you know. And it could be, I want to go to school, I want to go to college, I want to be debt free, I want to, you know, there's so many things we can have goals for. We can have goals physically, you know, for our fitness and for our health and all of those things. But a vision is so much deeper than that. And um, so I was thinking about vision, and I again looked it up and I tried to find some definitions that really fit with what, what we mean by vision. And one of them was the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And these are usually long-term and they're tied to a passion or a purpose that you have. And you know, so with Ellen, she's got a real passion to get out and see the world, but to experience it with her uncle who's in his 80s, he's in, you know, like that, last stretch and he's living life to the fullest and and she sees that and she wants to experience that alongside him and, and see the world and that is that is so deep there's a deep vision she can see herself on these mountaintops with her uncle and and that is so powerful you know and with angie she can see that through the experiences that she has and with the education that she has she can see a vision where she's impacting others who are going through some similar things as hers v is where she's at right now because she has a vision she has a vision for, you know, the lives, the individual lives that she's going to change as she enters into their home, all with very different situations and circumstances. Some where you, you would be heartbroken for the rest of your life to know some of these situations she steps into. But she can just see that there's so much more and that she can take what she's learned and what she's experienced and she can help impact others 
to help spare them from a lot of the things that they have ahead of them if she weren't to going to intervene. And that's huge, you guys. A vision is so much bigger than a goal. A vision is something that is very much tied to your heart. It's like taking your goals from your head to your heart and you're applying it to just something bigger, something greater that you plan to do. So, and, and caretakers, I want you to think about this. Um, what do you see when you think about the future? And, sorry, I get a runny nose all of a sudden. I'm freezing, I don't know about you guys. I've been freezing all the time. I had to go sit up in the sun in my window all break. But um, I really want you to think about this because I think that too often when you're diagnosed with something like MS or cancer or, or whatever it may be, and then all of a sudden, the future is about just trying, trying to stay well, trying to avoid, you know, just trying to survive. Ultimately. The future becomes about surviving and you stop thinking about the plans that you had, or you start thinking that you can't continue to plan and have this vision for the future. And I think it's the same for the caretakers. You know, you, you think that, I know when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and when I had my aneurysm in 16, or you know, the, the rheumatoid arthritis that I was diagnosed with when my second child was a brand new baby. And you know, when you start thinking of all these plans that you have that you can no longer do, you know, based, based on that diagnosis. And you stop dreaming, you stop having that vision. And I think the caretakers are very much the same way. I think you guys will agree, you see, your loved one going through something so tragic and now all of a sudden your vision is just taking care of your loved one and all the dreams that you guys had together, maybe to travel together, to have a family together, to go do these things, all of a sudden may not be a possibility. And and so I think that, you know, like we, I, I want everybody, I want, the, I want our caretakers in the room, I want each one of you guys to just start thinking again about those things that maybe you've let go of. Those things that have been in your heart for as long as you can remember that you're like, oh, someday, you know, when, when I'm married, I'm gonna have a family. And I'm gonna be a mom that does X, Y, Z with my family. Or I really wanna serve. Or you know what, it's my dream. I wanna be in ministry. I just feel called to be in ministry. I, I feel called like me to get out and make an impact on this world. Like, I just, I have this gift, this desire, you know, like Trevor, like he's been gifted with a brilliant mind. And, 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 and a heart to match it, you know? And he wants to get out into this world, but this is something that's just in him. It's in his heart. It's in V's heart. It's in these guys' hearts that they want to get out and do something with the gifts that they've been given, you know? And, and I think that we let go of those things. If it's to travel the world and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I just don't want to hold people back. You know, I want, I want to travel the world. I want to stay in these social networks and, and get out and experience things. But I don't want to be a burden, and I don't want to hold them back. And so you start to let go of those things. And, and I'm calling you today to really dig deep into those thoughts and think, you know what? Maybe it's possible. Maybe there's a reason I haven't let go of these desires in my heart. Maybe there's a reason they keep surfacing and then I keep trying to squash them because I don't think it's possible. But why would I still desire this if it's not possible? And so... I just want you to take some time, really. I mean, look at that, the life logic model that we just went through. I mean, these are opening up some raw things for a lot of you guys. Some things that maybe you've not thought of, not allowed yourself to think of. Some things you've not wanted to deal with. And they're holding you back from really going after that vision that, that you've had for so long. And, and so, 
I just encourage you to allow yourself to go back to that place and say, you know what? Yeah, what is it? What is it that's on my heart? What do I want to do? What's the impact that I can have, whether it's on my family, whether it's on my spouse, whether it's just on my own life? Because like we said earlier, and Trevor said, you guys, you maybe you don't have a, a vision for yourself yet, but the fact that you're doing the work right now, you have no idea the, the impact that you're already making in the community around you. And so you can literally just lead by example, and you can adopt another person's vision, another vision, until you're confident enough to be like, you know what, I have some things on my heart that I want to still do. And you can go out and do that. So I'm, I'm just encouraging you really to think about that. And then I want you to think about, well, reevaluating. You know, maybe, maybe the vision that you've had your whole life, maybe it just doesn't look the same. And, and for an example, with Trevor, he, he grew up always knowing he wanted to be a doctor. And he did everything right. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard his story. I mean, he was on the dean's list. He was a straight-A student. I mean, he, he did everything you're supposed to do to become a doctor. And that was his vision. And so when he takes his MCATs and he goes for his interviews and all of a sudden he's being rejected into medical schools and he doesn't know why. And he's devastated and it put him into a downward spiral. It's like, what do you do now? You, I, I, this vision I've been fighting for for so long, it's no longer a reality. But the truth is, he just needed to reevaluate that vision. Was his vision really to go to medical school? Or was it to help people? Was it to get into their lives and help them to invoke the change so that they could live a better, healthier life? And you know, it's, it's taken some, some years to really wrestle with that, to let go of the fact that he was so rejected by the medical world and, and really embrace his gifts and his strengths and this desire that just never left his heart to get out there and make an impact on the world. And so he reevaluated that and here we are. And thank God, and I know you guys will be thankful as well, that he didn't go down that path, that he's not in the medical world. You know, they, they serve their purpose, but he's not the kind of guy that's gonna sit down and just follow protocols and try to prescribe things just because it's, it's what they're prescribing or what, what they're applying to certain things. No, he, he's different and he's rogue. He would be one of those rogue doctors like on that new show I heard about, right? He would be shaking things up for sure and my life would be really stressful. So I would never see you. <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe your vision Maybe in your mind you're thinking about that vision, you're thinking about that dream that you've always had, and you're like, yeah, but it's not possible. It's not possible. Physically, I can't do that. And maybe you just need to take some time to reevaluate and think, okay, what is, what is the true desire that I have in my heart, and how can this apply, not just where I'm at, but where I'm going? Because vision is about where you're going. It's not about staying where you're at. It's not about getting comfortable or just succumbing to the fact that you were diagnosed and your doctors are like, hmm, you need to go, for, you know, get your house ready. You're going to be in a wheelchair. It, it's, it's not about that. It's about, you know what? No, I have a vision and it requires me to be active. It requires me to take care of myself so that I can go do these things, so that I can enjoy my grandkids, so that I can live a quality life. And, and you stop giving into all the negative narrative that's out in the world and you're like, no, I can't. I can do something. I can do something impactful. I can do something to change my world. And you may just need to reevaluate how or what that looks like. 
Um, and then I also kind of wanted to share a funny story. Like, in thinking about vision, I did, do we have any people that like the show Friends in here? Maybe like the show Friends? Okay, good, I got some, I, I've got a little, little company here who, well, a little confession. Trevor and I have watched, <laughs> we have watched Friends probably about 10 times over. It's, I think we're at seven times through all the seasons. Like, we, we don't have a lot of downtime, so when we get to bed at night and we're crashed, our favorite thing to do is just turn on Netflix and watch Friends. I'm, I'm sorry to admit that. But there's this great, <laughs> there's this great part where Chandler and Monica are engaged and they're planning their wedding. And Monica, her vision, all her life has been about the wedding day, right? What her wedding is gonna look like, what her cake is gonna look like, what her dress is gonna look like, what are her flowers. Like she's got it planned out to the T, she's got her little notebook, like she's totally a type A personalized. She's got all the details all worked out since she was 14 years old. And it's gonna cost a lot of money. Well, unfortunately, Monica's dad spent his, her wedding money on some beach house, so she doesn't have the funds she was counting on for her wedding. Well, turns out her great fiance, much like my responsible husband, he planned for, for these kinds of things in his world, so he had socked away a good chunk of change. And so he admitted to her, he's got some money in savings, and she's like, oh God, I can still have my dream wedding. He was like, uh, well, no, I was kind of, I, I kind of had other plans for that. And she's like, what could be more important than our wedding day? What can, you know, like it's such a big deal to her. And so he started to paint this picture for her. And he's like, well, I kind of figured that we would use that money for a down payment on a house that has a white picket fence around it so that our, our two children, a boy and a girl, could be running around in the yard and playing and the little kitten in the house will be purring and loving on And he just paints this picture of the life that he envisioned with his wife. And she's like, huh, I like that. That's way better than my vision. And so she adopted his vision as her own, and she got excited about that. And I think that's a really good example about kind of the difference between what a true vision is and what a goal is in life. You know, because a vision is really something that you can see, you can taste, you can feel it. Like you can literally put yourself in that position and experience it before you're there. And so I encourage you to take that time to just, to get there and not just think about these goals, the wedding day. Let's not just plan the wedding day because there's a marriage to be had, right? There's a family, there's, there's so much more life beyond the wedding day, you know? And so for you guys, just to take that time to be like, all right, yes, I'm gonna walk again, like Claire. You know, Claire, you'll, you'll hear her story, but for her to have been in a wheelchair for 10 years, full time, she, she had to have tremendous, she had to be able to see herself get up out of that chair. She had to be, before she did, she had to be able to see herself take those steps before she did. And, and so this is really about, let's, let's visualize this, because if you can visualize it, you're gonna get there. If it's on your heart and you can physically see yourself, like, oh man, I wish I could remember who it was, but really early on, um, Somebody wanted to climb a specific mountain and go on this hike that they hadn't been on. I don't know if you remember who that was. Maybe you guys might know. Maybe you're here. I don't know. But she she didn't she thought she was gonna have to cancel this this trip to climb up the mountain. And she didn't because she kept she had had it in her mind and she could visualize herself climbing that mountain. And I'll never forget, we were on a little family trip of our own and we got the text message and pictures of her having climbed that mountain. 
when it seemed impossible when she set the trip and the goal to begin with. So take some time as you're going through this weekend, as you're going through your life logic models that we gave you, as you're listening to Trevor, as you hear the stories tomorrow from, from our champions roundtable, and, and allow yourself to dream again. Allow yourself to dig deep into your own heart and those things that you have chalked up that are never gonna happen, that you maybe had on a bucket list, maybe that you're like, you know, yes, when, when, I'm, when I'm an adult, when I grow up, I wanna do this. And now you're grown up and you're thinking, there's no way I can do that. I want you to go back to those things. And I want you to think through them. Think through them in reference to the stuff you're pulling out of your life logic model. And reach out if you need to reach out and help us to formulate that vision so that you can physically see yourself doing whatever it is so that we can help you get there because that's going to be super, super impactful. And until you do, until you do have a vision of your own, adopt ours. Adopt our vision because you guys are living it already. You are living out our vision because what seven, how, how long have we been married? Seven years? <laughs> seven years ago. Seven years. As we were engaged and we were planning, you know, kind of, instead of writing a business plan, you know, we're not like, we're, we're entrepreneurs, but we're not like the best business strategists in the world. We just have big hearts and we are excited about what we're doing. And so instead of writing a, a business plan, we sat down and we started visualizing what it looked like. And we visualized this maybe, maybe a little different because we thought it was going to be in the midst of a, a fitness facility to begin with. And we were like, okay, how cool is it going to be when we have a fitness division and a medical exercise division? And maybe we can have a nonprofit called Second Chance Fitness, where we have people of very various disabilities who come in under our sponsorship in Second Chance Fitness. And the people who are there just want to be healthy and exercise and whatever can see these people. They're first coming in maybe in wheelchairs or walkers or you can just tell that something's not right and they can progressively see these guys improve over time and the amount of pride that those people that are just, they're just working out and of course like what do we think, like 10% of their membership was gonna go into sponsoring these people, how much pride they're gonna have in seeing that their dollars are helping these people get a better life. Like we visualize that, we visualize the victory stories that we're seeing in this room in the members only corner. And you guys in the free group, oh my gosh. I mean, Claire had tremendous victory in the free group before she ever did our first program that we launched. And Trevor just met somebody last weekend at um, his last speaking engagement. And we didn't even know this guy, he's part of the free group. And he came up and he told Trevor that he's walking now after being in a wheelchair for however long, just off the free exercises in the, in the free group. And, you know, so these, these victories that we're seeing right now, Trevor and I have visualized them. We have a notebook, a journal that we wrote, like, late at night one night after we had all day, probably weeks. I mean, we, this is all we talk about, right? We were so excited about the vision we had. And, and so one night we are like, we got to write this stuff down. And so we started writing down our victories that we were going to see lived out in people's lives. And... We, we gained some traction with our, with our gym, with Regal Fitness, and then we had to close that, and it was devastating. Super devastating. And we're, you know, at that point, we could have given up. Just like Karen could have given up at any point and been like, you know what, I'm just gonna fly home, guys. I can't do this. I can't continue this trip. I'm, I'm exhausted, I haven't slept. 
right? Everything is going wrong, and she could have given up at any point, but she made it here. And that was Trevor and I on this journey. There's so many times, so many things that happened, so many obstacles that we were faced with that we could have given up. It would have been the easier thing to do. It would have been the smarter thing to do in many cases. In fact, I think my, my parents have some extra gray hairs because we didn't give up and things got really bleak. I mean, there was a time where our bookkeeper, who I was paying to do our books when we had the money ourselves, showed up at our door at Christmas time with a check for every dollar that we've given her over the year. And she handed it to us for Christmas and gave gifts to our children. And that's, that's how we paid our rent. And even in that time when we have two baby girls at home that we're trying to take care of, and he had a job offer on the table that was really good, hard to pass up. We had this vision, we had this dream, and it just wasn't worth it to let go. And so we gratefully accepted that gift and we kept marching forward and it was worth it. So I have to tell you guys, you're gonna have obstacles Whatever your vision is, whatever your dream is, whatever you're fighting for, you're gonna have obstacles that are gonna want you, that are gonna tell you it's smarter to just turn around, to give up, to take this opportunity, to reroute yourself in a different direction. And I have to say, if it's something that you have on your heart, and it's something you've been dreaming about, don't give up so easy. Don't give it up, don't give up at all. Have some faith, keep moving forward. And until you have your own vision, keep moving forward with us and adopt our vision to set one million people free because we can't do that without you guys. And you're doing such a good job because you're living this out. You're living out our vision. You're doing what it takes to take care of yourself and people are taking notice. And our opportunity to get in front of millions of people is now going to be a reality because you guys are doing it. You're doing the work. And people are flooding to the MS gym like crazy. And we can't take credit for that. That doesn't belong to us, that belongs to you guys. So this vision to set one million people free, this is your vision. You're helping us with that. So until you're strong enough and can believe in yourself enough to accomplish what you wanna do, believe in the vision that we have enough and keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you're here. And I know I spoke to some people who were like, oh, I'm not even in the membership. And they're feeling guilty about it. And you know what? That's okay because you're here. You're here. You paid the money. You flew all the way out here. You're staying in a hotel in a foreign bed with foreign pillows, and we all know how that is. <laughs> and you're here, right? You're here. And that's important. You've taken that step. And, and so you, just as much as any one of us, you have every right to adopt this vision as your own, and together we are gonna set out into this world, and we're gonna set one million people free from the physical pain and the restriction that they have from fighting, not just MS. I truly believe that MS is where we're gonna focus all of our attention, but you know what? The trickle effect is incredible, because you've seen, we've got people in our community with various disabilities and various conditions, and we've got brain injuries, we've got Parkinson's, we've got cerebral palsy, and we've got things that I've never even heard of. But our message is about MS. But the vision is to set one million people free. 
and we're doing this together, and this is very much your vision as much as it is ours. And I'm just gonna end with kind of a story, a brief story of what I saw last night. And I think you guys are incredible, and each one of you touch our heart with your stories. But last night, I was so moved when I saw Tim McCready walk in. And I'm the first one to see him. I was so grateful for that because I saw him and I was able to sneak away from the conversation that I was having, go up and give him a hug and talk to his mom and give her a hug and be the first one to greet him as he walked in. And then I got to stand back with his mom and watch as he made his way into the crowd. And you guys are incredible because you were anticipating his arrival. And so as he showed up and everybody surrounded him, oh my God, it was so beautiful. And to talk to his mom and just turn around and look at her and see tears just flooding out of her eyes. And she's trying to stop them. And I'm sorry to put you on the spot. She's trying to stop them. She's trying so hard to stop these tears from coming out because she does not want him to see them. I don't blame her. But it's so beautiful. She's like, you have no idea. You have no idea. And I don't know how long ago she was referencing because she was having a hard time talking. She's like, you don't know what this has done for him. And I'm not going to share his story because it's his story to share. But the way that this has impacted and changed his life has now changed her life forever. And to see her in that moment, so raw and so tender, it broke my heart in such a powerful, good way. And I looked at her and I said, yes, I, I know. I know this community has had a tremendous impact on him. I know that what my husband is doing is making such a difference in his life, but you have no idea the lives that are changing because of that man. Because he decided that his life is worth living. Because he decided that he can get better and he can live a better life. And that he can take steps, which in fact he has done recently, on his own, unaided, and it's beautiful. Because he made that decision, and because of that, he decided he also wanted to be a moderator. And now he's moderating with our incredible leadership team. And he's in there, and he's encouraging people, and loving people, and pointing them in the right direction, and lifting them up. And now so many people's lives are now changing because of the single decision that he made, that he mattered, that he mattered, and he adopted a better vision for his life and where he was going. So that is all that I have for you guys today, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like, I know I'm a mess right now. I've got not coming out very much <laughs> um, But you guys make this so easy because you're so loving and you're so caring and you're so gracious to us. I mean, we can literally be who we are. My husband can be obnoxious one minute and you guys love him and he can be tenderhearted and kind and quiet sometimes. And you love him that way too. And so thank you for letting us just be who we are, be raw. Let's not come out our, rose, our noses and let us cry and share our hearts with you. And thank you. Thank you so much for trusting us and, and doing something with us. Because together we're going to move mountains. And I couldn't have chosen a better group to do it with. Thank you.